On day four, New England took a whole load of players. A cornerback, two running backs, a quarterback, a defensive end, and two offensive linemen. This episode is going to look different than the ones that I've done before for the draft, as I'm just going to be taking a look at all these players in a quick summary, because unlike the draft picks in the first, second, or third round, these guys, I wouldn't say that they don't have a role, but they don't have a role yet in the Patriots' upcoming season, but I still think they're fairly important to talk about. First, let's look at the Patriots' first fourth-round pick, Jack Jones. Now, this is a very interesting selection, and once again, Newland goes small frame here with their selection. Jack Jones, a corner coming out of Arizona State, is interesting because on one hand, he's a very solid corner with good fundamentals, like his ability to switch hips and man coverage seamlessly, he puts his hands on receivers without drawing fouls, and he has good instincts in ball production. With the exception of that 4-5 combine time, Jack Jones is actually a good pick, and I think that he might be a better corner overall than Marcus Jones. And honestly, I think the only reason why Marcus Jones goes ahead of Jack Jones is because of his versatility as not only a cornerback, but also a return man, and he still has good catching skills to go and play, even some wide receiver. Though I don't think that's probably a reason why New England picked him, but either way, Marcus Jones is more versatile, but I do think that Jack Jones overall is a better corner. But my problem with Jack Jones is two things, his frame, like I said, and his off-the-field issues. Jones only weighs 171 pounds, and at 5'11", he will get bullied by bigger receivers. Same issue with Marcus Jones as well. This also led to some durability issues in college. But to me, I think what's more important is his off-the-field stuff. Jones was once a five-star recruit coming out of high school, and he signed with USC. But after academic struggles in 2018, he left for Moon Park Community College. Not to mention in 2018, he broke into a Panda Express, serving 45 days house arrest. And then when he went to Arizona State, for the most part, he was clean there. But he was also suspended in 2020 after fighting during practice. So, I would not say he's the most clean prospect, but... I also like the fact that he's had to overcome this many adversities to get to the NFL level, which says something about his willingness to get here. And so, Jack Jones, he's a good pick. Yeah, he had some off-the-field stuff in college, but if we're just looking at talent alone, he is overall a very, very nice selection by the Patriots. Next, we have a pair of running backs, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. And the reason why I'm grouping these guys together is because they're both going to be pivotal, not this year, but most likely going into next year. Pierre Strong is going to be much more pivotal, especially because whether anybody likes it or not, Damian Harris is going into a contract year, and whether he shows out or not is besides the point because Bill Belichick is not going to pay Damian Harris. Why? Because if Bill Belichick didn't want to pay New England's most valuable player last year, J.C. Jackson, what makes you think he's going to want to pay a running back? One of the most replaceable positions in the league. And so looking at Strong, he had an outstanding final year at South Dakota State. 1,700 yards, 18 touchdowns, albeit against FCS competition, is nothing to slouch at. He's got insane speed, running the fastest 40 in the draft for a running back in this class, of course. And while he doesn't exactly have great balance, and he is more prone to be tackled on first contact, he has good enough elusiveness that I think he could potentially be in the mix, given some development to be the second-string running back next year, luckily behind Ramondre Stevenson. Now, Kevin Harris is a little different. I love his power back build and his bruising ability. He isn't fast and will likely not beat you in the open field, 
But what I do think that Harris offers is his third down and goal line ability that Ramondre Stevenson has been feeling. The guy that's going to punch it in from a yard or two out. And so if Damian Harris does leave next year, then I think as a third down back, I think uh, Kevin Harris is going to be a very nice option. And so yeah, Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris, two very solid picks, especially considering the, the likelihood of Damian Harris leaving next year. Though I do have one thing to say. I am wondering why Newland went with uh, two running backs instead of just one. I don't think that running back was that dire of a need going into next year that we needed to take two. Uh, I think we could address that in next year's draft, but either way, two very solid players that are going to be pivotal going into next year. Now, we have to talk about probably the weirdest pick out of this entire draft. We've got Bailey Zappi, and obviously this is another stunner from the Patriots because nobody expected them to take a quarterback at all, but at the same time, it doesn't ever hurt to have a couple of backup options, and that's basically all Zappi's going to be providing. Now, there are some things to note. He had a phenomenal college career, 6,000 yards and 62 touchdowns. Now, if anybody considered competition, he would be the number one pick. But anyway, Zappi will be a quality backup behind Mac Jones and will be the third stringer behind Brian Hoyer. This also means that Jared Stidham may have to pack his things because Zappi, with him now being here, Stidham may be out of a job. Now, finally, we have to talk about the defensive end and two offensive linemen. Now, like I said, as we go down the draft, you really don't have a lot to talk about with these draft. So let's say one thing about the last three players. Sam Roberts, a defensive end out of Northwestern Missouri State, is a Cliff Harris winner, similar to former Patriots draft pick Kyle Duggar. Roberts should be a steady pass rusher that offers the ability to make plays in the backfield with his 47 tackles for loss in college. Next, we have Chasen Hines. He's a risky but potentially rewarding pick. Hines, similar to Michael Onwenu, is a great pull blocker that has some excellent natural balance, but he struggled with some weight issues and had a slew of injuries during his time with LSU. As a project, Hines could develop into a great run blocker for the team with some very valuable running backs. And finally, we have Andrew Stuber. I like this pick for his versatility. Stuber played in a bunch of positions during his time with Michigan and showed this versatility in the senior bowl as well. Sandy gets 6'6", 325. He's got the necessary frame to succeed, but his athleticism isn't as great and he can be overpowered by more twitchy and quick twitch pass rushers. Stuber is a backup for now, but if he can develop, then he could potentially become a starter. But yeah, that about wraps it up for the 2022 NFL Draft for the Patriots. Uh, hopefully tomorrow or the day after, I'm going to be coming out with some draft grades for all these picks. Um, I know I did talk about, uh, you know, what I liked about each guy. But then when you look at the grand scheme of things, was the pick really a good pick? And that's kind of what I want to talk about in that draft grade video. So be on the lookout for that. But thank you guys so much for listening in. And I'll catch you guys later in another episode. Peace out.